Good morning, Hope family. This is Pastor Dan, and this is episode five of our Bible as Poetry series on Hope Daily. Um, I'm surprised when I looked at the notes for this week that it was episode five. I feel like it's been uh, much shorter than that. So today we're going to read Psalm 3. I'm excited. Last week we kind of reviewed Psalms 1 and 2 and how they mirror each other and how they kind of help communicate one idea and also help frame the rest of the Psalms. Uh, But Psalm 3, we're going to kind of get back into our regular stream of things. Um, Psalms 3 through verse 14 are in one group, usually a group of 12 Psalms um, that have these different prayers and and a kind of cohesive idea attached to them. And we'll get to, to reviewing them as a whole when we get to that uh, episode when we get past the 14th Psalm. We're not going to be reading all of the Psalms, just like we didn't read all of uh, Psalms 1 or 2, but look forward to that. Um, but today we're going to read Psalms 3. So if you would just take a nice deep breath with me, and we're just going to read through Psalms chapter 3. This is a Psalm of David, specifically when he fled from his son Absalom. Lord, How many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. Now, just like usual, we aren't going to say anything about that first reading. We just kind of want to let that soak in for a little bit. Um, Have your thoughts. Think about what that means for us and what that means for you. But we're going to go back in, starting with verses 1 and 2. Just want us to kind of keep in mind some of the techniques and tactics that Hebrew poets use mainly this idea of parallelism. Um, And you can see these eight verses, there's eight of them, and they're broken up into pairs of two. Um, The first two, three and four, five and six, and seven and eight. And each of these pairs has a sort of connected idea, and they mirror the opposite two verses. So one and two kind of reflect seven and eight, and three and four and five and six are, are, are very similar in a way. So we'll, we'll go through all those together as we read through this real quick. So just verses one and two again, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. So this is the introduction to this prayer that David has, um, this request, which we see at the end in verses seven and eight. And in this, um, these first two verses, we see David's need. We see David's problem, the situation that he currently finds himself in. He's got foes all around him, and people are saying that there's no way that he's going to be saved. I think that's a situation that we're all familiar with, even though we may not uh, have our son chasing us um, for the throne, but we've been in situations where we feel surrounded, where we feel that there's no way out, that we kind of feel trapped, um, maybe by situations at work or situations at families. So I think uh, David is echoing kind of a familiar feeling for us. And he follows this feeling up with a group of four verses, like I said, uh, two pairs of two. And the first one 
is verses 3 and 4. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. So in these, in these two verses, 3 and 4, David is expressing his confidence in God. He's talking about God being his shield. He's talking about him being around me. He's saying this is where his glory comes from. And he's even refer, referring to past times when he's called out to the Lord and God has answered him. So David has this issue, and where is he going to it? He's going to God for it because God is his shield, and he's reached out to him in the past. And then verses 5 and 6 reflect these two verses. They aren't quite confidence per se, um, but they mirror that idea with, with a, a similarity, kind of a, a, an outflow of that confidence. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. So if verses 3 and 4 reflect David's confidence, then verses 5 and 6 reflect David's sense of security. So even though there is things to be afraid of, David has confidence in his God, and that confidence gives him a sense of peace, a sense of security. It allows him to sleep. Um, It allows him to be sustained, um, and he's not afraid of his enemies. This idea of sleep is actually going to appear throughout these next few psalms, Um, and it's interesting to see how David equates sleep with rest and rejuvenation. Um, And then the last two verses, Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. So verses 7 and 8 are David's request, and they they mirror directly his need. So he has this need where he's facing enemies on all sides, and we see those in verses 1 and 2. And then in verses 7 and 8, he is... um, asking God to resolve that need. He's making a request of God to defeat his enemies and to deliver his people and offer blessing. What I like about this poem is it's very clean. It's very well organized as a poem. Um, It helps like really very easily reflect Hebrew poetry in these nice, neat little groups of two verses, and the verses reflect opposite sides. It has a clean symmetry about it that keeps it that makes it very easy to follow. I also appreciate this uh, passage because it's a good guide for prayer. Um, we see David expressing his need honestly and sincerely. He's not uh, sugarcoating or watering down his need to God. He starts out pretty seriously. Um, but how he outflows from that is he recognizes who God is um, by kind of announcing some of his character, remembering some of the things that God has done in the past for him. And then David reminds himself a little in verses 5 and 6 about how God has made him feel, which seems, like I said, we, we've, we've touched on this before, we want to be careful with feelings and whatnot, but it's clear that David gets this sense of security, this ability to sleep and this ability to be at peace and this idea of not being in fear. So he's reflecting on how God has brought David into peace in the past. And then at the end, he closes with his request. And I just really like this flow. And I think it's a really good flow for us to follow, starting our conversations with God, especially our conversations and prayers that revolve around our needs starting them with our needs, being honest and open with him, and then taking some time to reflect on who God is, reflect on who God has been to you, how he's delivered you in the past, and the kind of relationship you've had up until this point with God, remembering his salvation for you, remembering his desire to bring you to rest and bring you to peace, and then at the end of this conversation, kind of 
asking God for, for what you need in that moment, asking God for deliverance, asking God for rescue. This uh, passage calls to mind Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, I believe. Um, Be anxious for nothing, but through all things with prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known unto the Lord. And I appreciate that both Psalm 3 and, and Philippians 4, 6 through 7 have this formulaic approach to praying. So that isn't to say that prayers need to be formulaic. I'm not saying that we need to follow the same pattern in Psalm 3. But I do appreciate that um, there is some power and some kind of some real guidance to sharing your need with God, reflecting on who he is, and then ultimately making your request. So just like always, I want to kind of give you a minute um, if you want to pause the podcast here, and I want you to just dwell on this passage, dwell on David's prayer, and think about how it makes you feel, how it kind of interacts with you. Because keep in mind, this is poetry. This is designed to kind of elicit some kind of a feeling, some kind of a response. God is communicating to us through his word. So what is the response that you're getting back? How do you want to respond to this passage? So I'm going to give you a minute to do that, and then I'll come back with my response. Okay, what I really love about this passage and what stands out most to me are actually verses 5 and 6, because his response, David's response to uh, God's provision in his life, God's character, how God has answered him in the past, what we see in 3 and 4, is a sense of security. And I know for me, that isn't always the case. Um, I've seen God's provision in my life, and I'm thankful for God's provision in my life, and in those moments, I can get really excited about what God's doing and how God's working. But if I'm honest with myself, I know that that sense of security doesn't always last into my next season of stress or anxiety or my next situation of fear. And what I love about this passage, verses 5 and 6 specifically, is it's this reminder that God is uh, offering us peace. He is offering us joy. He's not offering us an easy life. He's not offering us no problems, but he is offering us rescue and true salvation. And it's a kind of salvation that we can, um, that, that should give us the strength to go through those difficult situations, to remember that God has rescued us, that God has saved us, and that we don't need to be afraid of even thousands of enemies as, as uh, David is facing. So thank you guys uh, for joining me. Thank you guys. I hope um, that this passage has been uh, a good opportunity for you to reflect on just some of the issues that you may be challenging or going through in the past couple of days. And hopefully that uh, Psalms 3 is a good reminder of a nice, clean, uh, but powerful formula for prayer. Um, I just hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and I can't wait to talk to you again on Monday. Bye.